Doing the small things consistently and on a daily basis will just make the big things fall into place. It's like a miracle, man. I can't explain it. Do you want to impact the world and still turn a profit? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to Growth Everywhere. This is the show where you'll find real conversations with real entrepreneurs. They'll share everything from their biggest struggle to the exact strategies they use on a daily basis. So if you're ready for a value-packed interview, listen on. Here's your host, Eric Sue. How many of you have experienced making a bad hire or had bad hires on your team? I personally lost over $840,000 on just one bad hire alone. So that's why I'm doing a free class called the five secrets to avoiding bad hires that can cost you $50,000 plus each. All you need to do is to text bad hire, spell it out, B-A-D-H-I-R-E to 33444. That's double three, triple four, and you'll be registered. I'll see you there. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of Growth Everywhere, where we interview entrepreneurs and bring you business and personal growth tips. Today, we have Angelo Rumora, who runs Ohio Cashflow, Rumora Construction, and Venticap. He's a guy who quit school at the age of 14 and built a property portfolio valued at over $1 million in just six months. Angelo, how are you doing today? Eric, I'm fantastic. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being on the show. So why don't you talk a little bit about uh, your background and kind of what you do? Sure, mate. Well, look, I moved to the US from Australia. Um, I quit school when I was 14 um, and um, I became a professional soccer player at the age of 18. So that was probably one of the main reasons why I quit school in the first place. Unfortunately, you know, I didn't achieve a, a, a certain level of success that I wanted to playing soccer. So, um, you know, I just kind of had to stop playing and, and find an alternate path. Um, and the alternate path was laboring on dirty construction sites. I had no formal education, right? So I couldn't get a better job than laboring on dirty construction sites. But, um, you know, the life-changing moment came when I got a book given to me by a good friend. It was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, um, written by Robert Kiyosaki. And that just kind of brainwashed me, right? When I read this book, I started looking into, you know, assets versus liabilities, business, finance, real estate. I mean, you name it. I was soaking up all of this stuff, right? And, um, you know, one thing led to another. I attended a ton of personal development seminars, expos, conventions. I mean, you know what they say, Eric, your net worth equals your network, right? So network equals net worth. And, you know, I, I met a lot of interesting people and I met one particular gentleman, you know, that was a very successful real estate investor and he took me under his wing um, and I pretty much worked for him as a real estate apprentice for a couple of years. And he taught me how to buy, how to sell, how to negotiate, how to work with clients. He pretty much, you know, made me the man that I am today in regards to, you know, the foundation of my real estate knowledge. And, um, you know, mate, one thing led to another. I, I guess I, I combined my knowledge as a laborer working on construction sites and then the knowledge that I gained from, you know, working as a real estate apprentice, you know, buying properties, selling properties, working with buyers, working with sellers. And that kind of got me thinking about what else can I do, right? The market in Australia at the time was so expensive, I didn't see investing in Australian real estate as a feasible option. And, um, you know, my mind started to wonder. I started to look elsewhere. And, you know, the USA real estate market popped up because at the time it was on sneeze, the economy was depressed, real estate prices were rock bottom. And I thought, okay, I've got this knowledge in real estate that I got as an apprentice. I've got this knowledge in construction that I got as a laborer. So let's just pack up and move to the US and start flipping houses. (laughs) 
Cool. Cool, man. So how, how are revenues looking today? And uh, yeah, let's talk about that first. Can you, say, can you say that again, please? Yeah. How are revenues looking today? Mate, well, check this out. We started a higher cash flow in April of 2014. Okay. We have done to this state over $1.5 million in revenue. We've bought, fixed, and sold over 40 properties. Wow. Amazing. Such yep. a short time. What do, you think, what do you think was the main driver for that success? Mate, the main driver for that success was committing to the numbers, Eric, every single day. My old boss used to say, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, every day, pump the job. That's what he used to scream at me, right? And that's what we did, mate. Before we started a higher cash flow, we were cold calling. We were emailing. I mean, we were going to meetings every single day. We were committing to the numbers. Doing the small things consistently and on a daily basis will just make the big things fall into place. It's like a miracle, mate. I can't explain it. So I guess that was the main factor of our success, Eric. You know, we would cold call. We would email. We would attend, you know, meetings. We would go to conventions, expos, seminars, network with a ton of people. We did that for 10 months, Eric. We got nowhere, right? For 10 months before I started a higher cash flow, we got nowhere. And then we had our breakthrough moment. We established two sales channels. One was in California. One was overseas. We literally sold 22 properties, okay, within a two-month time frame. This was 2013. And then we started a higher cash flow in April of last year. And we still had those two sales channels, which enabled us to, you know, generate over a million dollars in revenue, as I just touched on, and sell over 40 properties. Got it. And where does that name Ohio Cashflow come from? Can you explain the name? Sure, mate. Well, look, when we, before we started the business, um, I wanted to make sure that, you know, uh, I wanted to give it a, a catchy name and I wanted to make sure that, that um, Google will recognize the name and, and it will kind of be a part of who we are and what we do. I know that they say, don't limit yourself to a particular area, but I didn't care. I wanted to become a market expert in Ohio. I wanted everyone to know who we are and what we're doing in Ohio. So I just decided to cap it with Ohio instead of going global. So we came up with Ohio and then cash flow. I mean, that's what we do. We offer turnkey cash flow properties. So it just made sense to do Ohio cash flow, right? And I mean, Google picked up on it. They love it. Our SEO is great. I've got a ton of real estate related keywords within our website. I mean, we pop up on the first page of Google for literally anyone clicking Ohio cash flow properties or turnkey cash flow properties in Ohio. So, you know, that was kind of the main main base why I chose that name. Mm, so this seems like it's heavily geared towards SEO and it's working out for you guys. Big time, Eric, big time. I mean, you know, just because of that domain name and, and the other content that we have within our website, plus a lot, a lot of the videos that I'm doing, um, podcasts, interviews, I mean, talking to you today, you know, is, is just a, another one of those backlinks that you get to your website. Once again, it just comes down to the numbers. Commit to the numbers, whatever it is that you're doing, and eventually, you know, all those numbers will make doors open. Cool. Great. And where does your, your energy is off the charts. Where does the energy come from? Oh, <laughs> uh, mate, well, check this out. Um, you know, uh, every morning I'm up at 6 a.m. and I'm driving to work and I'm like, why do all of these people get up? What do they do? Why do they work for? Who do they work for? What's their purpose? Okay. Purpose is the key word here, Eric. When you find your purpose and when you find your why, mate, you feel no fear. You feel no pain. You feel no hunger. All you feel is a sheer passion and determination to succeed and get to wherever it is that you want to get to, Right. I have found my purpose. I have found my why. And check this out, mate. Your purpose cannot be money and your purpose cannot be yourself. It has to be bigger than that. It has to be a cause. It has to be a loved one. It has to be something that you truly believe in. It has to be something that you're truly passionate about. 
That is what I found, mate. And that's why I'm a ball of energy. Yeah, mate, look, as soon as my alarm clock goes off in the morning, mate, I don't click snooze, okay? I feel like a beast stung my ass, okay? Excuse my French there. And I am out of bed, mate. I get dressed and I go to the office. And that's what it takes, mate. That is why I'm, a, I'm such a ball of energy because I found my purpose. I found my why. I know where I'm going. I know how to get there. And now I'm just hustling every single day, committing to the numbers and getting where I want to be. So guys, if you're listening, you need to find your purpose. You need to find your why and do not stop looking until you find it. Because when you find it, you'll feel like Superman, just like I feel like Superman right now. Cool. Now, around real estate investing, I mean, what trends are you seeing in 2015? You know, what type of tactics slash strategies can you share with the audience just so they have something to, to, to kind of action from that? Sure. Great question, Eric. All right, check this out. If you're looking at investing in real estate, why do people invest in real estate? People invest in real estate to supplement the current income that they're getting from a job that they don't want to be doing. Now, if they like the job that they're working in, well, it's still great making passive income before you get out of bed, right? So the number one reason why you should invest in real estate is for cash flow, not growth. Forget about capital appreciation. Hoping a property is going to go up in value is not a sustainable and sound strategy. I mean, no one has a crystal ball. No one can predict the future. So do not hope that the property is going to go up in value. Guys, commit to the numbers. Make sure that you look at the numbers in the deal. And if those numbers in the deal suit your end goal and where you want to be, the investment might be worth pursuing further. So first of all, you need to start with an end goal. Let's say you want to earn $100,000 from your rental portfolio over the next five years. Okay, so that's your end goal. So now you have to break down that end goal and you break it down to a yearly basis or even a monthly basis. At the end of the day, every single property that you buy should be spitting out cash flow, which is going to get you a step closer to achieving your end goal. So if you buy property number one and that property produces $5,000 in passive income every year, it gets you a step closer to your end goal. And now you only have to generate another $95,000. So focus on the numbers. Forget about speculation on appreciation that the property is going to go up in value. Make sure that those numbers make sense and suit your end goal. Can you give okay? us an example of that? I just want the pe- people to understand you know, what you mean by, by uh, you know, know your numbers. Okay, know your numbers. All right, check this out. So let's say here in Ohio, we've got a ton of cheap properties. So let's say you are buying a $50,000 property, three bed, one bath. It's completely renovated. It is tenanted and it is producing around $800 per month in rent which is $9,600 a year, okay? After you deduct all of your expenses, like your annual taxes, your annual insurance, your property management fees, you estimate your maintenance and vacancy, you will probably be left with around $5,000 in net cash flow. Let's say that you purchased that property with cash. You've got no loans. So $5,000 in net cash flow is a 10% net return on your invested $50,000, okay? That $5,000 is your cash flow. That cash flow will get you a step closer to your end goal, okay? Those numbers do not lie, Eric. That is the real deal. It's the guaranteed return. Now, if you speculate that the property is going to go up in value every year by 10%, so after year one, your property is going to be worth $55,000 because it went up in value, That is not the right way to invest because as I said, I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know anyone else out there that has a crystal ball. We cannot predict the future. So do not base your investment decisions on hope that the property is going to go up in value. Make sure that the numbers in the deal make sense and they suit your end goal. 
I personally believe that you should be getting a minimum return on investment of 10%. And if you're not getting 10%, do not look at that investment. There are deals out there that can produce even more than 10%. Okay? So that's just my personal opinion. Everyone has their own taste, their own flavor of what level of comfort um, you know fits them best. But my personal opinion is make sure that you're getting a minimum net cash flow of 10%. Got it. Okay. Now, what if people want to learn more about this stuff online? You know, what resources do you recommend online? Like a bigger pockets, anything else like that? Yes, mate. Bigger Pockets is by far one of the best online forums. I strongly suggest to jump on Bigger Pockets. I mean, I'm very active on there. I've got over 1,500 posts. I, I'm a, a you know regular blogger. Um, you know, I've done a podcast. Check out Podcast 89. You know, I talk about a, a lot about real estate too. And um, yeah, mate, Bigger Pockets is probably the number one source. Um, you know, uh, I guess if you're entrepreneurial minded and you know you've got a business, you know, check out like entrepreneur.com, businessinsider.com, addictedtosuccess.com. I mean, these are some fantastic, you know, websites that spit out articles every single day that will help motivate you. And there's someone that said it, I can't remember who the who the um the guru was, but he said motivation, it's like a shower. If you don't do it daily, it's not gonna last. Right. So I think these these websites are fantastic for your daily source of motivation. Got it. Okay. Now, what are you doing? I mean, you're, you're doing all these things. I mean, around, you know, you're talking about SEO, you're talking about content, you're on podcasts yeah. and things like that. You know, what else are you doing? Tell me one more unique thing that you're doing to acquire more uh, customers today. Sure, Eric, we're being different. Okay, we are being very different. If you check us out and you see what we do, no one else in the country does what we do. Plus, I've got a little bit of an advantage there because I'm an Australian in a foreign country, so my accent is very catchy. Everyone realizes me and you know they see who I am and what I'm doing. But mate, branding, I mean everything we do is blue and yellow. My car's blue and yellow. I've got signage on my car, I've painted my entire building, my office building blue and yellow. You know what I mean? So the, the branding aspect of who we are and what we do is very catchy. It's very different. I do a lot of, you know, uh, um, besides doing a lot of podcasts and interviews and, you know, uh, live radio interviews, um, another thing is the videos, right? I literally do two or three uh, yellow ladder tip of the day videos where I kind of educate our investors on who we are and what we do, along with providing them with a ton of content. Eric, I do not sell. I mean, we sell ourselves. What we do it just sells itself. So, you know, that's one key thing that I think everyone should should look out for is don't sell. I mean, produce a product, create hype and buzz around what you're doing and who you are and make sure you eliminate as much risk uh, as possible from, um, you know, those people making a decision if you're selling a product or if you're selling a service. And at the end of the day, do not sell. No one wants to be sold these days. I mean, at least that's my opinion. And, um, you know, if you start hard selling, people will get, you know, cold feet and walk away. Just present who you are, what you do, the product you offer, and the after service you provide, and let them pound down your door to buy whatever it is that you're selling. Do not sell them. They should be coming to you, and I think those are the best customers. They're repeat customers, and you know, keep it tight. Don't focus on volume. We focus on quality over quantity. We keep it tight. We keep it exclusive, and we make sure that we offer the best of the best in everything we do every single day. So look, that's our brand. That's our business model. That's our strategy. That's my perception and opinion. I mean, there's many ways to make money in real estate and in, you know, in business in general. So look, I'm just happy to, to share my, my um, opinions with you. Awesome, man. Now, I know, I know it's only been a year or so, but tell us about one big struggle you faced while growing this business. Well, um, one big struggle that I faced, mate, look, it's, it's always something. I'll give you an example. In real estate, there's always three things. Number one, you either have the money, but you don't have the properties. So you can't find a good deal. Number two, you have the properties, 
you found the properties, but you don't have the money to buy them, <laughs> okay? And number three, right, you have the buyers, but you don't have the properties for them. So right now, I've got the buyers, I've got the money, but I don't have enough inventory. So, you know, that's one of the three struggles that I've been faced with over the past year. It's always been one or the other, but I'm feeling that we're building momentum now. And I think that all I need to hit right now is to get enough inventory and just buy as much as I can, even if I don't have investors lined up to purchase the properties. Because I believe once you get into that cycle, once you get that momentum, I mean, then I will not have these issues anymore. So we're really pumping hard right now at the moment, Eric, to really get into that momentum, to get into that cycle. I'll have the buys, I'll have the cash, I'll have the inventory, and then we just need to execute every single day on the day-to-day -day operations, and that will help speed up everything and hold process and of course drive more revenue into the business awesome man and what is i mean you know the properties that you're picking up right now just so the audience knows what's the average property value mate look the average property value is between 40 to fifty thousand dollars okay so those price ranges are what we offer the properties to investors we never sell anything for more than what it's worth every property is at market or below market value and they rent for between 700 to 900 per month so most of our investors will get around a 10 to 12 percent net return on investment got it awesome and it, just to clarify here because i'm a newbie with real estate investing so yeah. is your goal here to, you know to get people to buy and then you know their goal ultimately is to just you know continue to rent for the the free cash flow that you're talking about that's correct. What we want to do is we want to work with, you know, selected investors because we don't work with everyone and anyone. We want them to trust us. We want them to like us. And then we build their portfolios. We sell them turnkey hands-off properties. So they will get a property that's been tenanted, that's been rehabbed and tenanted. And all they have to do is sit back, relax and collect their income. We look after the property management, the maintenance, the vacancy, the repairs, evictions if need be. I mean, we are a complete one-stop shop when it comes to rental properties rental investment properties. So that's what we do. And then most of our investors, you know, they're just investors that live in, in, in higher-end markets like the East Coast, the West Coast, UK, Canada, Australia. I mean, these markets are very expensive. Real estate there costs millions and millions of dollars and the numbers don't make sense. So they look for cash flow and they can find a ton of cash flow here in the Midwest, Ohio, Indiana, Michigan, Kansas, Missouri. I mean, these are the states that you can find cheap properties in decent areas and get a really good return on your investment. Love it. Cool. And so wait, just you're, you're I'm not, I'm, I'm going to rephrase this question because typically it's, it's, I ask this question around 25 year olds, but what's one piece of advice you'd give to your 21 year old self? Well, man, are you saying that I'm old? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that you're young. Okay. Hey, Eric, check this out. What I would say to myself is be more patient, be more patient because I made a lot of mistakes I jumped the gun too soon. I bought properties that I shouldn't have bought and they have cost me years and years of, of financial hardship because I was buying without an end goal in mind. I wasn't buying to suit my end goal. I was just buying so I can call myself an entrepreneur and a real estate investor. And that was the wrong reason to invest in real estate and become an entrepreneur, okay? Not because of the name tag. And, um, you know, that's what I would tell myself. Be patient. Wait for the right deal to come along and then only purchase it when the numbers in that deal suit your end goal, mate. I was $1.4 million in debt um, when I was in Australia, and wow. it was an awful position to be in, right? Um, and, and, you know, luckily, I woke up and, 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 and figured things out, and I sold out of my entire portfolio, and right now, I do not use debt. Everything I do is cash. My own portfolio, the entire business, mate, we've bootstrapped it. Besides having a few money partners, that you know, we use their funds to purchase and rehab, but then we pay them out of commission. Everything that we do is cash and cash only. Wow, impressive.
Alrighty. All right. Cool. What's one productivity hack you can share with everyone? Um, don't hit snooze when your alarm goes off. <laughs> as soon as your alarm goes off, get yourself out of bed, you know, have breakfast, brush your teeth, put on your clothes, have a shower, whatever it is that you do and get to the office. I mean, that's the, you know, it's very simple. Well, it sounds simple, but it's not. But I'm telling you, mate, if, if you don't hit that snooze button half an hour every single day, I mean, do the numbers, 30 minutes a day, five days a week, you know, um, 52 weeks a year. How much time have you saved just by not hitting snooze? So do not hit snooze. Get yourself out of bed, go to the office and make it happen, guys. So you're up at six. What time are you usually going to bed at? Well, mate, look, I normally crash at around 9 or 10. Um, I finish at the office around 7 to 7.30. So, you know, I'm, I'm in the office very long, mate. I, I, um, on Saturday and Sunday, I kind of pull back. I'm not as focused as I normally am during the week. Uh, but I need that, you know, those two days of, 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 you know, relaxation and just pulling back a little bit because, mate, if I keep going at this pace, Eric, I'm going to be dead in the next five years. I can't keep up. You know, I, I really need to start looking at bringing more people on board and buying my time back because right now I'm just working too bloody hard, mate, and I know that in the long term it is not sustainable. I hear you on that. Okay, so you talked about Rich Dad, Poor Dad, right? Um, what's one must-read book you'd recommend to the audience aside from that one? Um, mate, it would have to be How to Win Friends and Influence People. I mean, that is a fantastic book, and it just teaches you, you know, how to work with people, how to talk to people, how to be a true, you know, diplomatic businessman and entrepreneur, you know, and, and I think it's a fantastic book. I think that everyone should read it, and once you read it, it will just make you look at everything you do and everything you say in a different way. Got it. All right. Angelo. Appreciate appreciate all the insight. You know your energy is off the charts. Love it. What's the best way for people to find you online? Hey Eric, thanks for having me, dude. Okay, pretty simple, mate. If people Google Ohio Cash Flow, we've got a great social media presence. We're very easy to find. I mean, my personal brand is associated with the company brand. They can also Google my name, so it's Angelo Remora. Okay, I pop up on the first page of Google, and yeah, send us a message. I'm more than happy to help in any way. Awesome, man. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Eric. Have a great day. You too. How many of you have experienced making a bad hire or had bad hires on your team? I personally lost over $840,000 on just one bad hire alone. So that's why I'm doing a free class called the five secrets to avoiding bad hires that can cost you $50,000 plus each. All you need to do is to text bad hire, spell it out, B-A-D-H-I-R-E to 33444. That's double three, triple four, and you'll be registered. I'll see you there. Thanks for listening to this episode of Growth Everywhere. If you loved what you heard, be sure to head back to growtheverywhere.com for today's show notes and a ton of additional resources. But before you go, hit the subscribe button to avoid missing out on next week's value-packed interview. Enjoy the rest of your week, and remember to take action and continue growing.